Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. She brings you expert interviews and essential information on the fusion of science and energy healing to help you become more vibrant, youthful, and healthy no matter what your age. Diamond Healing Radio is hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, world's leading positive programming channel. Get relaxed, be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Anastasia Choblis and today I have a really fascinating guest. Her name is Victoria Reynolds and she comes from a really fascinating background which I'll let her tell you about. Um, Victoria has been a successful entrepreneur for over 25 years and over the years she has owned, managed and sold multiple companies. She now uses her vast business background along with her personal learning experiences to teach other women how to get past the past. And Victoria teaches self-motivated women how to find the treasure in their painful story and how to use that story to catapult them into the life of their dreams. Through Victoria's personal insights and cutting-edge concepts, she helps clients break free of unconscious beliefs that hold them back and create new relationships with themselves, their life, and money. Victoria has been featured on many television, radio, and print programs, including Discovery Investigation, Moore Magazine, and Maria Shriver's The Shriver Report. Her greatest achievement to date is learning how to love all of light despite all of life despite its imperfections she lives and plays in beautiful redondo beach california with the loves of her life herself husband and two children so victoria tell us about that incredible past that you had that you needed to transcend and become the the incredible woman you are today well i was born in a polygamous cult in the mountains of Montana. And I clarify that because people always say, oh, polygamy is not a stereotype thing. Well, no, it actually happens everywhere. And uh, there was a very small community in Montana that I was born into, and that was the only life I knew for the first 17 years. And in that environment, I was taught literally from the day that I was born that the sole purpose for my existence was to meet the needs of men, that the only way I could get to God was through men, and that my value was based solely on the number of children that I could produce. So my entire life was based on literally a life of servitude to men. And, and so they didn't, was, was education a part of it? You were just educated solely to be the, for the service, in the service of men, is that right? Yeah, we had our own private school, and so everything that was taught at our school was based around our religious beliefs, and polygamy was the core belief of our religion. There were other things, but polygamy was it, and women were bartered with the same way you would barter with cattle and so when I was 11 years old my father promised me to a friend of his and I literally felt like I had absolutely no control over my life and in reality I didn't I was taught from the time I was born that God had predestined me for that life that I was living 
God's choices, God's religion for me, that God had predestined my spouse for me, that every choice I made, God already knew I was going to make. And so I had no idea how to make my own choices. I had no idea how to say no to men because I had always been taught that men were better than me and they were superior to me and I had to do whatever they were told. And all of my education was in line with that as well. So our religious beliefs were ingrained in everything that was taught at school. So after that, I mean, how did you escape that? That sounds uh, actually horrible. I thought it was bad enough being a Greek and being told that men were great and women weren't. But this is like the extreme of that. So how did you ever escape that? You know, I was a teenager, and I was in a position in my life. I had been molested by someone in my community, and uh, as I said, promised to this guy that my dad had said someday he would marry me to. I had been raped and I was at a point in my life where I had absolutely no hope and I contemplated suicide on almost a daily basis. So I had to make the choice at one point. I was 17 and I was standing on a cliff ready to jump and end my life and I decided that the only, I, there were only two ways out. Either I needed to kill myself or I needed to figure out a way out. So I had a circumstance that uh, someone else in the community committed suicide and his relatives came from Utah and I jumped in the back seat of, of a boy that I barely knew who was a teenager that was driving. And that's how I got out. It was literally at the point of desperation. I, I couldn't live there anymore, knowing what my future was. Yeah, and no one could blame anybody for leaving that. My goodness. And so, yeah. and so now you had all of seventeen years of this kind of crazy training. What what helped turn your life around? You know, it took me a while. I I had this perception that once I left, my life would be fabulous. <laughs> I didn't wasn't. <laughs> wasn't aware that wherever you go, you take yourself with you. <laughs> yes, we all learn that, don't we? <laughs> so I left thinking I was moving to the big city. I didn't know anyone. I had a place to stay, and that was it. No job, no money, no friends, no not, no plan. And for the next five years, I battled all this stuff that was still in my head. I was suicidal for another five years. I, I attempted to escape myself with drugs and alcohol and sex and overeating and trying to find myself. And when I was 21, a friend of mine introduced me to self-help books. And that changed my life. Like for the first time, I could, I could pick up a book and I could read it. And I, for the first time in my life, I saw hope of something better. So was there a key book, or was it just those in general? You know, I, it, I can't pinpoint one specific book. It was, I ate them up, one book after another. You know, one of the first books I read was a book called The Road Less Traveled that I yes, by F. Scott really Peck. understood. It's like my story. And then another, I read um, Codependent No More, which was huge. made me realize that all the relationships I were I had been in was out of my own dependency on them, and I really needed people to need me. Uh, it was the only place I got any self-esteem was from other people needing me in these codependent relationships. 
and how to win friends and influence people. Just every book I get my hands on, I started reading. Yeah, I read all those. Those saved me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my therapy. My self-help books were my therapy. And it gave me enough enough confidence and enough courage to realize that I could heal my life. And it got me on the track of being self-employed. I, I realized that I could never sit under the desk behind behind a desk and under the thumb of an employer. It drove me nuts having to sit in an office all day, and I just decided I need to be self-employed. I need to be free. I have always needed to be free. <laughs> so I started, my first business was a real estate, within real estate development and real estate sales. Uh-huh. And I bought my first house when I was 25. And so, yeah. So now, so now you have you have a specific program. Um, Well, you've written about it in a book called Transcending Fear, and I understand that you are revising that book, and it's about to be re released. So yes, my plan is to have it out within the next month. So does this describe the program that you use to help women get get past their past? Yes. Yeah, it's the, the, the title is Transcending Fear, Six Steps to Getting Past the Past and Creating a Life You Love. And it was my own process of getting past, actually, a midlife crisis I had a few years ago. The, the economy in 2008 sucked the wind out of me and I had to rebuild my life. And that's where this book came from, was really pinpointing how to recreate my life again from scratch. Well, yeah, reinventing, I think we're constantly reinventing ourselves, but some more than others. And I, I know for myself, I, I threw out everything that I was when I was 40. I don't, don't resemble in any way, shape, or form anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of us take take this path like the path less traveled we take this path that um we if we were to look back at 20 years ago what we were and what we are now we're just so different that yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, midlife transition is what I, it's what I call the breakdown before the breakthrough yes exactly I just say that we just chip away at every chip everything off of things that we are not and what's left is who we are and so we get glommed all this stuff onto us that we're not. So you got it in, I think, the extreme version of of having um, real life so distorted that you were led to believe that, you know, you were only somebody's property and to be traded as such and that mm-hmm. you had no choice in the matter. So, so the self-help books, and you must have had help, also personal help along the way. I did have some personal help along the way. I had a few people in my life who didn't really, weren't necessarily there as friends or as mentors. What was fascinating is I had people that came into my life that said just a few key sentences that that were enough to help me see more of who I had the potential to be. The books were key. It was literally like having a therapist at my fingertips 24-7. Yeah, I it took me a while to even recognize myself in some of the books. 
like the codependent no more I didn't recognize I had to read it three times before I finally said oh my gosh that's me (laughs) (laughs) and that one hit me right away it was I believe that I had me in tears it was just information I'd never been told I had never heard I had never heard any of that I was 21 years old before I before I knew the concept of actions and consequences. I had no idea that I could make choices. Well, that's so awesome. For me, the book that was key was um, Men Who Hate Women and the Women Who Love Them, because that was that was my situation. Mm-hmm. And um, there were actual conversations in the book that I had had. <laughs> so I'm going, I guess that's me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. I I agree. That is uh, really a key sentence. When somebody said the universe is conspiring to make you succeed, for it was also a light bulb moment for me. So, is this part of your program? Part of the six steps that you have in your book? No, the six steps are the six steps that I use to get past my past. Um, I wrote it in my midlife transition. What I had discovered after. In, the, in my midlife transition was that a lot of the beliefs from my childhood had blocked me from finding happiness as an adult. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Hi there, my name is Trina Jensen. And I'm Anastasia Chopolis. We have something really special and fun for you. But before we tell you what it is, we'd like to ask you a few questions. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed that you had a hard time thinking clearly or even making simple decisions? Do you know what causes that? Maybe you are so busy putting out fires that it feels like you have no brain cells left for decision making. And do you have still have negative feelings over a relationship that went south, such as anger, depression, anxiety? If you do, did you know that you're still in a relationship with that person? These things can really hold you back. So we'd like to invite you to our event at bigbreakthrough.net. 
where you can dump your old useless baggage from the past and spend a day discovering your life's purpose and finding your passion. It's an all-day, fun-filled healing event and workshop where you'll come back with clarity, making you feel lighter and ready to create the future you desire. Sign up now. Don't delay. And now we return to our regular programming. And so what's really interesting is that I had heard, you know, happiness isn't in the circumstances. And for me, that was, yeah, 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 that's ridiculous. Of course, happiness is in your circumstances. And that's how I found out that my happiness had nothing to do with my circumstances. It had everything to do with my perceptions and with my beliefs from the past. So I had been making a very a, a nice, healthy six-figure income, completely debt-free, traveled the world with my family. I had a brilliant, beautiful life, and yet I still wasn't happy, and I couldn't figure out why happiness continued to elude me. And what I came to discover is that all of these beliefs I was raised with as a child, that even though I left that religion when I was 17, there were still very there were still beliefs from my childhood that were indoctrinated into me when I was very, very young, and those beliefs were blocking me from my happiness as an adult. So the book is about a lot of the beliefs I was raised with and the process I used to get past them and to work through them so that they no longer have any control over me. And it freed me up to see my life from a completely different perspective and looking at my story now through the eyes of love rather than through the eyes of regret. And it's it's true, and it's hard to believe that um, somebody that has come through that much can let it all go and realize that it's in your rearview mirror and that you don't have to keep looking back into it. You know, once you release it, it's gone. And um, one thing that I, that I tell people is that if you have any negative emotions towards any event, whatever it is, it still has a hold on you. No matter what, whether it's a person like somebody that you've divorced or whether it's a parent or whatever, any negative feelings that you you have towards them, it still has you in the grip. And if you're divorced from someone, I was divorced for almost 20 years before I finally let go of the sadness because I, I had a lot of regrets that it didn't work out. But so it was, it still had me in its grip. And once I could release that, I could move forward so you can't move forward until you let go of the past right and and even though it sounds like it sounds like you know a lot of trite psychobabble it's just one of those things that's so true yeah so we can I had no idea it was still affecting me because that 25 years earlier I had taken all of it I had done some forgiveness work around it and I thought it was gone so on a mental level and on an emotional level, it was gone. On a physical level, it was gone. On a very, very deep, unconscious level, it was still there. And so in order for me to get to the place where I am now, I had to dig it all back up again and revisit it and do a lot of work around releasing it completely. So that now when I look back at it, all I see is, unconditional love of what happened in my past yeah and I can can see that my parents as much as they hurt me did the very best they could and they were on their own path my path is not theirs 
and I no longer have to hold resentment against them for the circumstances that happened to me. Yeah, because they grew up in those circumstances, I'm sure. You don't just go in and voluntarily do that. They grew up in those circumstances. It's just like, you know, my parents and their parents before them. They did not know how to do any better or any different. Well, in my parents' case, they actually did, didn't grow up in it. They converted into it, which is really interesting. <laughs> wow. Someone would choose to leave the normal world and go into a cult lifestyle. So it's kind of the opposite of what I did. Well, sometimes people are lost and they're looking for structure. And that, mm-hmm. you know, I have a friend that converted to Mormonism. Um, she was Baptist or Methodist or something like that before, but she was lost. And that that religion provided her with a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's still doing well. You know, she's she's had a really great life. She's been married to the same wonderful man for, what is it now? It's getting on to 40 years almost it's about 40 years now and they have four kids and six grandkids and you know every time I talk to her she has this happy life and she converted in the middle of college and I asked her why she said well it gave her what she needed she needed Mm -hmm. a base and you know other people would say wow you converted to that that's just like almost unheard of but you know it helped her so you know you're right to let let their decisions go and you make your own decisions yeah yeah my mom always says that at up to 18 you're a victim and after that you're a volunteer (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true after that it's your choice whether you choose to remain a victim or not exactly 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 right so so this process they claim that victimhood for the rest of their lives and yeah, and they wear the label on practically on their forehead, you know, I am, uh, you know, a family and friend of an alcoholic, I am a drug addict, I am, they wear those, those victimhood, I'm a codependent, they wear those victimhoods co- continually and don't ever graduate from it. Mm-hmm. And the graduation is the, the true healing. What you did was a true healing. You healed on the spiritual, on the emotional, on the mental, and on the physical levels at all levels. That's just mm-hmm. incredible. Most people can't transform to that extent, but yours is, yours is magnificent, the healing. Because, uh, you know, after meeting you a couple of times and talking with you, I would have never guessed that you would be care- that you had that kind of past. And most most people, it's obvious because I read the energy of a body, and that energy is no that energy signature is no longer in you. Yeah, it's very. I can't even. Don't know that I can even put into words how liberating it is to to be completely free of all of it. It's almost without words. Yeah, it is. It is. I I know for myself, I I had to grow up from from circumstances too. With uh, one, my my mom was sick, and uh, she then had uh, serious surgery, and she had a lot of um, anger, angry outbursts for which she didn't remember later. So um, it's it's been an interesting transition, and then I transitioned into marrying 
two such men that were just like that, that had these angry outbursts for which they didn't remember later. And I, so it was 40 when I um, divorced because I was the one that was sick at that point. So I, you know, my choice was, is it him or me? And I chose me, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's when I started reading all the books and, you know, basically left off my whole past. It's not like I regret my past because the past is what made we us who we are right now. Right, and it's, you know, there could have been lessons that you needed to learn, and that's why you well, consciously chose those patterns. There was something you needed to learn in those patterns. So when you can look at the past and say, oh, that's what I needed to learn from that. That's, yeah. that's what I was saying about looking at your story through the eyes of love. You can go back through your story and extract the lessons that you learned from them. Exactly. And then when you do that, you no longer have negative attachments to it. Exactly. It's exactly right. And it was the same was when, uh, you know, I'd never thought, oh, I, I was married to that guy for 10 years. And, you know, he, he screamed a lot and he was an al alcoholic. He was abusive. But no, I got this fantastic career from it. I, I became a, a top level scientist and I have these two wonderful children from it and now a grandchild so mm -hmm. so by looking at that and saying what all the things I gained from him plus I'm still friends with him you know I've, I've, be, I've been able to be a friend with him because we do have these two children together and there are still things that I appreciate about him so it's mm -hmm. it was never it was never about the negativity for me it was the regret that I couldn't stay married to him oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I wanted for myself. Yeah. I mean, that was what I decided when I was a teenager. I said, I'm going to get married once and that's it. Well, that's mm -hmm. not how it turned out to be. <laughs> 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 so so what else in the process? Do you, do you put clients through this process? Do you, have a, do you have a specific coaching program that you bring people through? I do. Yeah, I have a coaching program that that I'm doing right now on a one-on-one -on -one mentoring basis. I'm going to make it available on a group basis uh, so that people can just purchase it online for those who don't have the financial ability to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's important to have to have a product that's out there for the for the people who need it the most. I, I completely I agree. The people who need it the most are the ones who don't have the ability to pay me for one-on-one -on -one mentoring. So... Uh, Yeah, I, I so agree. I have the same the same sort of issue myself and um, the same sort of thing. So for people who would like to get um, get in touch with Victoria, I'm going to put up a page on diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Victoria, and you'll be able to um, put your name and email address and it will send her the information that you're in, you know, that you're interested in getting in contact. And I'll also have a link to her book, Transcending Fear, which outlines her six-point program for getting past your past. And um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? We're just about out of time. Victoria. No, I just really want to impart on people that healing and recovering from your past and really learning to love your life, all of it, 
is possible. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how horrible and how hideous your past was. You can still get past it. Yeah. Because your your past is like one of the worst I've ever heard. And, I mean, if someone were to meet you, they would not they would not feel that issue at all. You know, so many people carry, they bury those emotions and they, they show, it shows, it doesn't show on you at all. It's just marvelous. So um, I, I love your message. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. Okay. Um, so to everyone, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Diamond Healing Radio. Thank you for joining us on Diamond Healing Radio, hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. To learn more and get your free healing meditation, go to diamondhealingradio.com and join us next week to hear more on how you can live a vibrant and healthy life using the fusion of science and energy healing. Until next week... Remember to take a deep breath before you go about your day.